little town I grew up believing God keeps his eye on us all And he used to lean upon me As I pledged allegiance to of the factories My mom doing the laundry Hanging out shirts in the dirty breeze And after it rains there's a rainbow And all of the colors are black It's not that the colors are just imagination they lack Everything's the same back In my little town the show what do you think i think i'm ready oop gotta close the door watch as soon as i close the door that cat will be at it all right the door is closed i am here Name of the show, Let's Talk. My name is Mike. I'm your host. Moving the microphone over. Seems like I'm never really ready, am I? Oh, well. I hope when it comes time to go to heaven, I'm really ready. Lord, please, don't forget me. <laughs> anyway, don't have to worry about that. I'm a born-again believer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, weirder and weirder things keep happening, stranger and stranger so a Freudian slip. Oh, this episode is called Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. No, it's not. Exclusive. Yeah, we got some good stuff today. Exclusive. Kind of makes you feel like you was important, huh? Yeah, all right. Whatever you say there, Mickey Mouse. Anyway, <clears throat> the episode's called Exclusive. My name's Mike. I'm your host with the most... <laughs> And so forth and so on. I don't think I have anything really new to report. Going away tomorrow, the wife and I, up to these cabins in 
Lazy Oaks Resort, Arizona. It's about four hours from here. They sit right on their own lake. Got my fishing license. Got the wiper fishing license. Got my tackle box. I got like probably, well, let's just put it this way. I know I have, without a doubt, more than I could ever need or use to catch fish with because I thought for sure by watching all these fishing shows, oh, I got to go get that lure or I got to go get this lure and so forth and so on. And, you know, it just seems to, oil boil, seems to oil always boil down to a, a fish or a hook and a worm. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, if anybody wants to borrow any of my spinny baits and stuff, you're more than welcome to them. Oh, so we're leaving tomorrow. Hope we have a good time. We're looking forward to it. We actually brought ourselves, or bought, the wife did, a couple of jigsaw puzzles we're going to work on. I mean, you know, it's just laid back, kick back, la-di-da. <laughs> Our grandson Preston's with his dad while we're gone. We'll have him back next Saturday. Been working really hard. Uh, well, we're just about there. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, we put him in the spare room um, while his mom's being uh, relocated and stuff like that. The wife came up with a number the other day I wasn't expecting. We were thinking about a month. Then it was six months. Now it's like probably a year. I guess we're in it. <laughs> so anyways, been getting his uh, room ready because it was a spare room catch-all kind of thing. So, And I'm going to build him um, a desk with some shelves above it. He likes to draw and doodle and so forth. His dad's, dad does that. He is a like a really, really, really good artist. Um, he can do some serious um, lettering and stuff like that. I'm really impressed by him. But anyways, so we thought, hey, why not? You know, get him that, and then he can have it and maybe follow in his dad's footsteps. I just wish his dad would use it to try to make himself some money. <laughs> money counts. It's all about the money. Show me the money, honey. You know how it works. So anyway, other than that, nothing else going on. It'll be our 12th anniversary. And ironically, or coincidentally, when we got married, we went to these uh, log cabins up on Lake George in New York, upstate New York, biggest freshwater lake in the country. And uh, anyway, lo and behold, on our 12th anniversary, don't you know, we were thinking of Rocky Point, which is in Mexico. We have passports, so that's not a problem, but... On the other side of the coin, you know, so anyways, there's that. And then she just so happened to come up and say, hey, look at this, what I found. And I, you know, took a look at what she found. And so that's where we're going. We're going up to the cabins and we're going to spend our 12th anniversary like we did on our wedding night, wedding day, blah, 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 12 years ago. All right. I think, again, that's it. Not a whole lot, is there? Usually I have some stupid stories to tell, but kind of got a blank. I got to move along. Don't have a lot of time. So let's get to our prayer, and we'll get on with the show. Dear Heavenly Father, momentary lapses of reason and desertion. Decisions are made hastily, Lord. And because of this, so many times we sin. Sin is sin, Lord. It doesn't matter. Sin is sin. And I pray at this time, Lord, have mercy on us, please, and forgive us our sins. Forgive, Father God, the sins of those or those who have sinned against us. We thank you for all the blessings and all the goodness and all the kindness and all the grace and mercy and love that we're so undeserving of, but you still show towards us. I pray, Father God, as always, for the peace of Jerusalem. I pray and thank you, Father God, that your Holy Spirit fills each and every believer and that they may be edified and, and renewed each and every day, Lord. And I thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. First scripture, Luke 18. Good Dr. Luke. And not, and, okay, <laughs> take two, do, do, do. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? 
I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I think I read that before. That seems familiar. Am I repeating my show? Am I repeating a show? I don't think so. Well, you know what? If some of it's a repeat, maybe you needed to hear it again. <laughs> so anyways, saw this... Uh, I was going through all my pictures and stuff in Google Drive trying to clean it out. There is a 0.0296% chance that your child will become a professional athlete. All right. There is a 100% chance that your child will stand before Jesus. Get them the church. And then the scripture is Mark 9.42. Let's look that one up. Mark 9. Where's my King James Bible thingy here? Hang on a second now. Sit down and relax. Give me a second here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Official King James Bible online. Online. We are online. Mark 9, 42. Let's see what she has to say. Bam, here we go. Taking a ride. 42. And whoso shall ever... Who... One more time. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that he that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. You know, that's interesting because all this stuff about children, what we're putting these kids through and just these evil, evil, evil reasons. There's there is there is no way to justify what's going on with these children and the way they're being treated and the attitudes towards them. I just don't, never, I'll never see it. Never, 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 never. They're children. And so every single one of you people, I hope none of you are listening that do this sort of thing. I hope you're a good Christian person. I hope that you do your doggone best every single day to live the life that Christ has laid before us. But regardless, there, you know, there may be some evildoers that listen, and hopefully they become repentant evildoers. But here's the thing. This is going to go, you know, like he said, it would be better if a millstone were hanged around your neck. In certain respects, that means better off you weren't even born. What they're doing to the children. God forgive them. God forgive them. So I saw this. I was just kind of glancing across the news headlines. It says, Freudian slip. Democratic lawmaker has to correct herself after saying Trump and I quote, needs to be shot instead of stopped. She was doing an MSNBC interview on his Mar-Lago Mar indictment. She's a non-voting member of the House. She's from the Virgin Islands. She should go back and send somebody that knows how to talk. We got too many people in this government right now that, yeah, their vocabulary and their articulation and glibness is definitely something to desire, but I I digress. I digress. So, you know, I go to the mail, but I get a thing in the mail, or in my email. An attempted delivery of a package was made. Nobody was home, or the doorway was blocked, or something like that. I don't know. Did you ever get one of those? Usually their way of saying they were too lazy to call you on the phone and say, come pick up your mail. Because I live, uh, we got to drive to the mailbox. So anyways, come to find out, today is Juneteenth. Are you serious? I mean, stop, okay? Stop with all this. As an Italian-American, quote-unquote, I never said anything about the fact that my relatives may or may not have been interred, just like the Japanese. Did you know that? But you didn't know that. And also the fact that my father's mother used to have to go to immigration every week and swear her allegiance to this country. Uh-huh. So needless to say, my package didn't come. And I'm going away tomorrow, so I want it to come. So that's that. The White House. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> living in a different reality. So their spokeswoman person, it thing there, whatever she is, 
said Biden has done more than any president ever. Mm-hmm. It's just the way he's doing it and what he's done that we don't like. Technically, she's right. But I don't think I would take credit for it and claim kudos. So George Washington fought the British, helped found the nation. Thomas Jefferson considered the primary author of the Declaration of Independence. Abraham Lincoln fought off disintegration that loomed large during the Civil War. Theodore Roosevelt curbed the power of large corporations and beefed consumer protections. Dwight Eisenhower saw the end of the Korean War, Supreme Allied Commander in the Second World War in Europe, and he launched the interstate highway system. Joe Biden's early term accomplishments, now you might want to write these down, include spending more than a trillion dollars. So that's T, trillion, not B, billion, trillion. Appointing judges, you know, okay, and they are armed DOJ agents, right? Fighting climate change, promoting transgenderism, the chemical and surgical body mutilations of children. He also gets credit from the left of reducing unemployment. But that, my friends, was the result of COVID restrictions, which ended and the American economy, you know, started to speed up again. Had nothing to do with him, technically speaking. Has he done more harm than good? I think so. But again, they're taking credit for something that, I don't know, I just don't see it. We have abandoned stores, streets overtaken by the homeless and drug addicts, thefts so rampant that candy's locked away. Welcome to San Francisco's ghost town downtown. San Francisco's tourism is down by 16% from pre-pandemic levels. Workers have literally abandoned their offices to work from home and stores are empty. They don't want to go to work because, uh-uh, not in them situation or them conditions. So hotels and stores are literally, I mean, I saw the pictures on the internet, so it must be true, right? Anyways, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ghost town. Hotels, all kinds of stores, done. Done. Furniture stores, mom and pop stores, anything and everything, done. But what they do have is they have... Streets that are littered and just covered with all kinds of garbage and and unwants, including feces. And then, of course, those that left it all there. And they're still there. So you got the drug addicts and the homeless, which is they're kind of a, they go together in this situation. This is what Joe Biden has done. This is Joe Biden. And not just Joe Biden, but these blue state governors and city councils and mayors and so forth and so on, law enforcement, DOJ, I mean the whole nine yards. This whole thing freaking stinks, man. It stinks. This is not justice. This is not, you know, live and let live. I get it. But this is, this is out of control. Absolutely out of control. Then you wonder why, you know, we're in the situation we're in with so many other things. I don't see where, you know, this is another one of those reasons why, where are they getting the money to pay for all this stuff they want to pay for? If people aren't working, hello? Moving along, 300 people. Now, this, this is a big story. Over 300 people were found dead in Kenya after their cult pastor encouraged his followers to starve themselves in order to meet Jesus. Now, Jesus says it's a good thing to fast. Paul says that, you know, it, that, that, I mean, that's a given in the scriptures. But not starve yourself. It, you're not going to meet Jesus because you did that. But here we go. They found 300, more than 300 bodies then the numbers anticipated to rise further even as authorities are planning to conduct more uh, searches and so forth. Now, according to the Christian Post, 
There's um, mass graves. They're strewn throughout the forest area. I was in Kenya when I was in the Marine Corps. I'm kind of curious. Should have looked it up exactly where this is. So, Pastor Paul McKenzie, who leads what is known, or what was known as Good News International Church, I don't think they got good news when this all ended, but anyways. And his followers established their re residential community in the, re in the region. I, I bring that story to light because I want to ask you, how many of you remember Jamestown? You old enough to remember that? More than 900 cultists, including more than 200 children, were found lying lifeless on the ground. This was in South America or Central America. Again, another, you know, off the, off the charts pastor kind of guy, uh, Jim Jones. They found him dead too with a gunshot wound to his head. Oh, wow, great loss, right? But anyways, the pictures were abhorring. You just saw bodies laying, and the sad one, the saddest ones were where the families were huddled together laying on the ground side by side. That included children. Then, of course, there was Heaven's Gate. That happened, I forget when Jamestown happened. Heaven's Gate, 1997, um, deputies of the San Diego Sheriff's Department discovered the bodies of 39 active members of this group, including that of Applewhite. He was their leader in a house in the San Diego suburb. They participated in a coordinated series of ritual suicides, consoling, cons coinciding with the closest approach of Comet Halebop. Their theology was a mixture of Christian millennialism, New Age, and UFOlogy. Matthew 24, 5 says this. This is why I'm bringing this all together or whatever. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. I read this before. I'm going to move along. I'm sorry about this. I am repeating the show. I was supposed to edit all this out. I apologize. Let's get to the real stuff. Okay, <laughs> this is the, this the real stuff. I got my notes mixed up, and I apologize. Thousands of protesters block entrance to Dodger Stadium as team honors group of godless and Christ-mocking queer and trans nuns in front of nearly empty stands for Pride Night. Boy, everybody, I think the first thing they all realize when they get on this bandwagon, it's going to cost them buku bucks. I don't know how much they lost on that group, that deal, but this was that thing they went back and forth with for a while. So when they first announced it, and then, of course, the Christian groups stood up, and they said, oh, no, we're not going to do it. And then, of course, the queers and the gays and the, you know, lesbians and all that crap bunch, they stood up, and the Dodgers relented and said, okay, we'll do it. You know, they should have looked at, like, Bud Light and Target and seen what's happened to them. You want equal rights? Go. Just do your thing. But don't do your thing at my expense. And don't put it in my face. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't care what you think you are. <laughs> so who's the really big guy behind the big guy? Did you hear about this, the big guy? Certain transcripts and so forth and, and whatnot have the big guy being referred to or refers to Joe Biden. So this goes to the some of the Hunter Biden stuff and, of course, and just Joe Biden himself. Or this is actually a subheadline, you could say, or how Obama officials and the FBI squashed any investigation into Hillary Clinton. So with the back and forth over Trump versus Biden, seems like we lost sight of the really big guy, the big guy, the, the real big guy. I'm talking about the former president, who was implicated in the Hillary email scandal and was running the Russian hoax. His name, 
Well, of course, he was our first openly Marxist president, Barack Hussein Obama. Yay, that's him. Yeah, the guy that was going to unify the country and did everything and anything he could to tear it apart and continues to do so. That's why they call it the O'Biden administration. So in order to accomplish the destruction of Trump personally, the evidence shows, you can't deny it, that it was Obama, not Hillary or Biden, who launched a Russian gate probe with Donald Trump. And Obama was the real security risk and still is, not Trump. We got all kinds of lies going out there. An FBI investigation of foreign efforts to influence a presidential campaign. This is all just part of the many ways that the FBI went easy on Clinton. So instead of going after Clinton like they should have to begin with, because that evidence was, you know, undeniable. No, they turned their efforts, you know, onto Trump. Now, to make matters even worse, current, in the indictment of Trump, we find, listen to this now, special counsel Jack Smith has a wife. Well, that's good to know. But the thing is this. Her name's Katie Shevingly. And she's, you know, do you ever notice these women, they don't take the name of the man What's the matter with you? You marry me, you're going to take my last name. That's just how it works. That's all I got to say about that. Moving along. So this Katie Shevingly listed, listen, as a producer from Michelle Obama's 2020 Netflix documentary, Becoming. Now, what's the, you know, so what's the deal? So here, this is important since Joe Gilbert, is an author. He just published a book about that, and it. He did a film, Michelle Obama, twenty twenty four. Be afraid, be very afraid. It has some seriously serious, many interesting revelations, including that Michelle. Now this this is these are key points, people. These are key things that you got to. Mark them down, write them down, do whatever you got to do, and keep track of this. She, um, Michelle, worked closely with weather underground terrorist Bernardine Dorn, this while at the law firm Sidley in Austin. I can't stress the significance of this, seriously. And again, I just punched, wait a minute. Hang on a second, folks. I went too far. Um, the thing is, I read part of this book or and or the thing, you know, uh, Michelle in 2024, whatever the heck it was called, Michelle Obama 2024. I saw it, and I just sat here going, oh, no, please. <laughs> no, please. It's scary. It's scary to think she's that close. That woman stands a chance Hillary Clinton wished she had. Because all these people that feel like they've never had a chance, that they never had a place to go, that they they were so downtrodden, you know, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and Obama taps into that mental mindset. So did he. That's how they did what they did. You see, when you want to <laughs> when you want to get elected by a people, when you have free and open, quote-unquote, elections, you appeal to your, the electorate, the people that are going to vote for you, hopefully. So you find out what their needs and their wants and so forth and so on. I mean, we got politicians out there running, you know, from time to time are so phony, they even try to put on the fake accent. You know, like if they're down south, You'll notice they kind of talk with a southern, a little bit of a southern drawl. If they're up in the upper Midwest, you know, like Montana, around about there, you know, in the Fargo area. That's so phony, it's not even funny. I can't believe it. And people, but people fall for that. Oh, they can relate to me. No, they don't. They had a speechwriter write that for them. They relate to you. <laughs> 
vote for the speechwriter. <laughs> but that's how they do it. It's no big secret of the game. So, I mean, you know, you got to expect that from time to time, because of America's lack of discernment and education and everything else, idiots like the Obamas and the Bidens are going to come around. The sad or sorry part is, and the scary part is, how much damage do they do while they're here? You know, I mean, with executive orders being the, you know, the word of the day, God knows how much and how far they're going with it. Who knows? It's anybody's, anybody's guess. But what I do know for sure is they're going, they're moving, they're doing it. And again, as I say show after show, I'm not hearing any great, you know, outcry or anything from the conservatives of this world and so forth. Got to ask yourself why, you know. Hello. Hey, by the way, the song in the beginning, Simon and Garfunkel, My Little Town. There's just something about that song. I just like the sound of it. And some of the things they talk about were things I remember from when I was growing up as a kid and so forth. Or my relatives told me about that they went through growing up as kids. And the song kind of puts it all together. So I, I put that song on the show today. Hope you don't mind. Hope you enjoy it. For then there shall be great tribulation, such as was not, was not, since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So here's a man that knows eternity, right? The Lord Jesus is saying this. And he's saying that since the beginning of time to the very end, never anything like it and nor shall it ever be. And except those days be shortened, he continues, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. You see, there's going to be a tremendous carnage, a tremendous loss of life. We're talking billions of people. You see, when you read the book of Revelations and certain prophets and they talk about the destructive forces or the destruction or the loss of certain things. People's lives are affected by that, either directly or indirectly. But the thing is, many of those judgments, they'll tell you, a third of the world's population, look that one up. We're at what, 7 billion or over 7 billion? So... Then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, listen now. Or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs. Now Christ meaning Messiah or anointed ones. And false prophets. And shall show great signs and wonders. Remember we talked about things the false prophet's going to do? And the Antichrist? insomuch that if it was possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, this is in Matthew 24. This is part of that whole thing in Matthew where he, he lays out the end times quite concisely. You know, you got to kind of see, okay, this was then and this is now, but still, it's not a pretty picture for the days we live in. Now, here's the thing. I've read... What was, uh, well, at the time, it was Judge Merrick Garland's involvement in a court case that was brought by the Obama administration to drop terrorism charges against a communist. She was a member of the weather ground, weather underground. Man, my tongue's not working today. Now, you see, these people are all connected. What happened in that case, in 1983, a magistrate arbitrarily dropped the charges against this woman at the request of Obama's Justice Department. So, the thing here is that they're all in it together. They all, kind of like, you know, they know each other. This is how a lot of, when I talked to you before about 
certain secret societies and things, and their members get, you know, very lucrative jobs or positions, even presidents of countries, you know, CEO of banks, this kind of stuff. This is part of that whole, you know, network of how they do things. Now, this guy Garland, if you remember his name, recently, he was nominated to the Supreme Court by Obama, but failed. So Biden made him attorney general. And this guy's in a lot of trouble. This guy is the one that leads the Justice Department that's armed to the teeth along with the IRS and serves nothing but the uh, dictates of the king, you know, Biden. We are living through Obama's third term. We have to understand who and what he really is to understand what's going on and who's pulling the strings and so forth. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. You got to think about these things. Everything. Almost, well, let's say almost everything you read and hear in the mainstream and social media, in school books, even in juried scientific and medical papers, is a lie. That's a pretty big thing to try to wrap your head around. You see, they cause this mass psychosis, this mass hypnosis type thing where everybody is just kind of walking around where I think what's that, the, they're alive or they live or something, and you had to put these special glasses on or take them off to see what's really going on. I had that wrestler in it, Rodney, Roddy, Roddy, Rod Piper, maybe, I don't know. Anyways, it's called They Live. When I first saw it, when it kind of first came out or whatever, I thought, boy, this is daggone goofy. But <laughs> come to find out, maybe it's not so goofy after all. You see, you don't need to be a virtual reality machine, and this is what they're trying for. But they've sure doggone programmed plenty of brains to be one. I came with, I, you know, that come to my mind the other day when I was driving. I'm going, what in the Sam Hill is going on out here? People just have no function abilities. They're not thinking. They're just like, you know, like a racetrack horse. They put those blinders on them. So they see what's in front of them. Nothing off to the, you know, peripheral vision. I got to take a break. Hang on a second here. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Phone call came through, had to get there. Anyways, we're in a situation where the attempted takeover, the coup, I should say, um, armed and unarmed, is what we're facing and what we're dealing with. And uh, as patriots, and hopefully as Christians, we can fully, I hope, understand and grasp the seriousness of this situation. There really hasn't been a more serious time than right now in our nation's history. Not like this. Not ever. Not ever, not ever, not ever. And if we don't react, or <laughs> react is usually after the fact, hopefully we act before things get so out of hand that, you know, there's there's definitely no turning back. And we accomplish, you know, a turnaround. I don't know how else to say it or put it to you, but I think you understand what I'm saying. I hope you do anyways. Let's ponder and meditate something in prayer. Let's take a minute. Jesus, the last, was ready to ascend into heaven to, you know, be back in the kingdom and with the Father and so forth and so on. And he spent some time with the apostles, obviously, to speak with them and, and, and so forth. And the last words he said on earth before he went to the 
his heavenly home were, And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We are those witnesses. And we have to, you know, <laughs> state the case, state the cause, make the reason. You know, a lot of the information I've spoken about has been a lifelong journey for me. A journey for truth in an empire of lies, you know, that are being pushed by the powers that be. And they clearly, clearly, clearly don't have humanity's best interests at heart. And they continue to push, 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 push for more and more power, more control, and they use their lies continually. And they pass them on as a truth, which is, you know, <laughs> done by the mainstream media, which they completely control. And as I've said before, it, this leads to billions, not millions, billions of people completely blinded to what is real and what are falsehoods. They just don't know anymore. Remember when, you know, Jesus said, I come to testify of the truth, and Pilate says, what is the truth? What is truth? What is it? You know? You know, if you know, tell me. Let me know what it is. I mean, this was coming from a guy who you know, lived in a country where, um, you know, they worshipped a billion gods and whatever. But I think the point is clear. Since at least as far back as the Obama administration repealed the Smith-Mood Act, which had banned the spread of U.S. government-made news, so their propaganda, okay, what it did was um, it, it uh, restricted the U.S. government from being able to do that. But then Obama repealed it, which means what? Oh, sure, propaganda at its best. Let's make it happen, Captain. You know, and, and government-generated news stories. What's up with that? That's just, as my grandson would say, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. But this is where we are. This is where we're at. This is what's going on. These people are power players, folks. They have no conscience, <laughs> no will for the people at all no matter what they tell you. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus specifically taught his disciples to pray, deliver us from evil. And while we here in the United States, we still enjoy a, a good, relatively peaceful existence. But it seems to me that without any doubt, the gates of hell were opened in 2020, if not just a little before, <laughs> And the citizens of this country, and all of humanity for that matter, have been assaulted on every side by the oppressive forces of evil from that dark spiritual realm, the unseen realm that I've spoken of so many times. It's gotten so bad that even secular individuals are publicly proclaiming that we are under attack from evil spiritual forces. I'd like to just give all who are seeking the truth and answers, the truthful answers. I just invite you all to, to pray about it. Pray, pray, pray. Or listen to my show. I'm going to give you stuff from time to time that you, you need to know. You need to know this, Psalms 115, 6 through 16. Their gods are made of silver and gold, formed by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak. 
and eyes, but cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear, and noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but can't feel, and feet, but cannot walk. They cannot make a sound. You know, this thing about gods and idols and, and so forth that I talk about, when something takes up a, a, whatever period of time it may be, which distracts you or detracts you from your scriptures or your prayer life or even going to church, that becomes a god or an idol. It's no different than the things that Israel allowed themselves to be distracted by and led away by. <clears throat> and nine times out of ten, it'll be some worldly, earthly pleasure. That's the biggest thing that Jesus taught us. You have to learn how to overcome the flesh. Remember he said, man does not live by bread alone. That's, that, that, there it is. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. He told that to the evil one when he was tempting him in the wilderness. Ask yourself the question. You got to be honest with yourself, but are you spending too much time on the tablet? Are you spending too much time on YouTube or so forth and so on? I mean, be honest with yourself. Are you spending so much time away from the scriptures doing whatever? Those now have become your idols and your gods. It's as simple as that. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a materialistic thing either. It can be something that's, you know, thought processes that get you into things that are just about thinking and, you know, meditating or something, but it takes you away from your scriptures. It takes you away from prayer. It takes you away from going to church. You know, Scarlett O'Hara in, in Gone with the Wind, her famous line, Oh, fiddly D, I'll worry about it tomorrow. You know, she was facing life lessons and, oh, I, I'll worry about it tomorrow. That's a scapegoat. That's no good. You see, the problem with that is tomorrow for you or me or whatever might not ever come. The next minute might not ever come. We don't know. We have no idea. How many times have we heard of people died and went, oh, my gosh, because didn't see that one coming. All right, let's keep going. So this house of world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down. Mainly the reason is because those at the top are already, the, you know, they're the ones, right? Although they are victims of the mass psychosis or the mass hypnotism, the difference between hypnotism and this mass psychosis is, if you don't remember the show, hypnotism, the hypnotizer, the one who's doing the hypnotism, hypnotizing, is not hypnotized themselves. In the mass psychosis scenario, they're all, you know, hypnotized, so to speak. And those that are doing it don't realize that they're doing it. So this is what we have here. So it's going to look like, you know, this great booming, buzzing confusion. And while this is all going on, distractions, right? Remember, they distract you to really pull it off on the other side where you're not looking. So an end run around national sovereignty eroding it piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault. This is basic tactics. People in the military, especially if you were in the infantry, you'd understand this real good. See, the aim of totalitarian education has never been to instill convictions, but to destroy the capacity to, to, to form any. That was said by Hannah Arendt. If I said it right, I, I, if I mispronounced it, I apologize. But she was a um, Holocaust survivor and author of The Origins of Totalitarianism. 
you know, here's somebody that could tell you <laughs> beyond the shadow of a doubt, this is how or this is what. That's why it's so important that when we have the opportunity to talk to somebody or to listen to somebody, whether it's on YouTube or whatever, that, you know, we have the chance and hopefully the goal of learning something about how and why and what and whatever it really happened. Now, here's another one by Simon Weisenthal. He wrote the book Never Again. He was a survivor again of the atrocities committed by the Nazis. And he says this, For your benefit, learn from our tragedy. It is not a written law that the next victims must be Jews. It can also be other people. That is profound. One more time. For your benefit, learn from our tragedy. It is not a written law that the next victims must be Jews. It can be other people. Hello. Under fascism, the state, through official cartels, controlled all aspects of manufacturing, commerce, finance, agriculture. Pretty much what they're doing now by shutting down businesses and rearranging the the whole structure of how business is done and by whom. Planning boards set product lines, production levels, prices, wages, work conditions, and the overall size of the firm. And licensing was ubiquitous. No economic activity could be undertaken without government permission. You used to have to go to the government office, whatever it was called, to get a license to do business. Well, it's kind of like that now, but the restrictions and the why nots are much, much more deep than they ever were. And the levels of consumption were dictated by the state and excess incomes had to be surrendered as taxes or loans. This, this is exactly how Italy and Germany fell into what they were during the Second World War. The merger of state and business. The fourth industrial revolution is the reincarnation of the Third Reich. Klaus Schwab's Fourth Reich. <laughs> if you haven't read the book, or at least pervade it on the internet to get as much as you can without having to buy the book, I'll tell you something. I, I think it would put some fear into you. This individual's goals and those with him and like him in other groups and societies and so forth and whatnot are a globally active and, and, and determined to institute the exact same control. So everybody's on the same page, you get me? This World Economic Forum that I've talked about so many times and... You know, and I know I keep bringing it up, but I'm telling you, it just, one thing leads to another over and over and over and over again. And when you follow the, follow the paper trail, as they say, or follow the money, this is where it comes back to so many times. So this World Economic Forum is being used, hear me now, to protect and advance the interests of the wealthy elite members, all of whom all of whom represent big business. We have here, I'm going to give you some names that I think you'll know. Some you might not, but either way, these are the individuals who attended the 2020 Davis, Davos, D-A-V-O-S forum. If you do a search of the document for USA, you'll find 695 attendees just from the USA. Some are familiar. Bill, Melinda Gates, you know them, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You ever hear like on public television, it's brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates or Foundation or whatever. You know, you really should look up what those things are really all about. I'll tell you what, it's not for the good of humanity. Anyway, so you had Bill and Melinda Gates. Citicorp, UPS, Bloomberg, Voice of America, Wall Street Journal. Then, of course, you had the Council on Foreign Relations, Foreign Affairs, 
the New England Journal of Medicine, Lego Foundation. Wow, the toy guy's there. Imagine that. Yahoo Finance, Business Insider, Wired Magazine, BuzzFeed, Time. No big surprise in the next one, the United Nations, or this one, UNICEF. The Ford Foundation. Do you know that Henry Ford was an anti-Semite? He actually funded Hitler in the early days. He got in trouble from the. <laughs> he got caught in the. He got trouble uh, through I don't know the finance. I guess financing something or you know like that sort of thing. Anyways, we also have the University of Texas, National Institutes of Health, Rockefeller Foundation, PayPal, Facebook, Google Cloud, USA, uh, CBS, NBC. This is just a few of them. He's the spider though, Klaus, Klaus Schwab. He's penetrated and he controls the entire global web of governments, corporations, and politicians in one man's hands. As I said earlier, the same players are active in the Great Reset, i.e., you know, meaning the United Nations, Ford, and Rockefeller Foundations, and the media. This is the same way it happened before. The society or society itself is no longer regarded as a living community, but as a business. And, you know, the saying the Godfather, business is business and this is business. Schwab himself has definitely redefined humans, not as citizens or free individuals or even members of communities, but as a secondary participants in a massive commercial enterprise. That's how they see you. So next time you think to yourself, they're out for my best interest, including your local politicians and otherwise. No, 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 they're not. No, no. Because they're under the spell or whatever you want to call it of this mass psychosis. And people like Klaus Schwab, who also is under that spell, but, you know, they've been chosen by the powers that be or been allowed by the powers that be to dictate to what we are and what we aren't. You see, I grew up in America where we used to think it can't happen here. But then again, there was the issue I had with divisions and things I, I received from the Lord. He's telling me it is going to happen. So, you know, you have to come to the conclusion, well then, you know, it can happen here. So if you're still thinking it can't happen here, well, too late. It's happening right in front of your eyes. And so sad, people are too complacent to do anything about it. Children are being exposed to these non-binary, blue-haired Peter Pans. And then they're being told that that's normal, along with anything and everything else they, you know, misconstrued. I mean, do what you want, like I said, but stay the hell away from my kids. Don't impose your perversions that, you know what, <laughs> surprisingly, most people don't agree with on others. No, leave us out of it. What has happened is, this. listen now, we've normalized debauchery. We've normalized perversion. We've normalized all sorts of evil, immoral, you know, illicit things, all these things. They've normalized them. But it wasn't, you know, it's not a mistake. It's not like, oh, wow, I didn't see that. No, no, no. They had this all planned. Remember I've told you before in previous shows, nothing happens by accident. All by design. And that's a very effective way to demoralize a society. When a society is demoralized, it's too stupid to recognize what's being done to them. Stupid is what stupid does. But seriously, and you know, and I, I know that may sound crass and disrespectful to call people stupid and ignorant, and, but they are. They are. Scripture tells us that very thing. So I guess really when you think about it, I'm just telling you what God says about it. They're silly and ignorant because they didn't want to know the truth, because they denied the truth. As I've said, follow the trail, folks. There's money in this. There is, man, there's more money than my mom used to say than Carter's got liver pills, whatever that means. 
The markets are going to reflect it, and there's going to be a driving force behind massive flow of products and services. But to what end? Not to your benefit. You see, all this technology that goes along with this, this 5G, you know, they make, hey, 5G, yada, yada, yada. Do you know that they still don't know what the absolute effects of that technology is on your brainwaves and what they can do with it with your brainwaves? Klaus Schwab himself said, the tools of the fourth industrial revolution, I believe that's the name of the book, enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control that run counter to healthy, open societies. Let me run that past you one more time. I'm multitasking real quick here. Give me just a second. Because like a lot of times I'm highlighting and then copying and pasting so that I can do stuff later. Later, Gator. Um, the tools of the fourth industrial revolution. Forms enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control. Now listen, that run counter to healthy, open societies. Now you tell me they're out for your own good. Isn't it lovely? He absolutely describes the very technologies that are and will and can intrude into the private space of our minds reading our very thoughts, and influencing our behavior. You think I'm kidding you? Oh, they can read your thoughts, baby. They're doing that over there in Europe right now. They got, in Britain, I think they even have cameras in the public toilets. They got cameras everywhere. And they've been using this technology for a while. He goes on to tell us public crime is likely to decrease, (laughs) here again, Due to the convergence of sensors and cameras, AI and facial recognition software. This is a privacy invasion of the umpteen proportions. I went nuts years ago when I went into the bank and they asked for my thumbprint. Oh, nay, nay. I, I closed my account and went to another bank. I don't remember the bank, but I wasn't having it. This individual, Kloss, has actually admitted that when they put these chips in our brains, they'll be used to read our minds. His crony, or his mediator there, whatever you want to call him, Harari stated as much in one of his speeches where he said, you could smile and clap your hands, but they would know what you really thought and send you off to the gulag. In other words, if you're unfortunate enough to be in a room where they're making a presentation or giving a speech and you go ahead and clap your hands, but your you know your heart and your mind ain't in it. He, this guy's saying, we're going to know it. And we're going to haul you off to the hooch cow. The demonic desires that this man has to rule and reign as God over humanity is beyond question. While knowing our every thought and deed in real time, this is prophesied in Deuteronomy, Daniel, Revelations, as well as a slew of other books in the Old and New Testaments. People, you got to read your scriptures. I can't do it all for you. I give you what you need to know to go look it up and find it. Mike Heiser said that, Dr. Mike Heiser. Yeah, I give you all the information. I give you all the stuff you need to know because there are some people that just can't, you know, look things up and so forth and so on. But I'm telling you, again, you will learn so much more by looking these things up yourself if you can. And don't cut yourself short. You can. So they want to include active implantable microchips. This is what they're saying. Smart tattoos, biological computing, and custom-designed organisms. Didn't Jesus say, I just read, will any flesh survive? Is there any flesh going to be left? You see, one of Satan's greatest desires, if not the greatest desire, is to replace the creation of God with something that doesn't resemble or doesn't have the the makeup of what God designed. He's trying to steal the very creation by recreating it. You think I'm kidding? 
These people are actually working, you know, talk about relegating or re regulating your food and so forth like that. Believe me when I tell you, folks, the days are already here when cows are engineered to produce milk or not. They got pigs growing organs suitable for human transfer. Mixing human as animals is, is, has long been the rage, but the thing is this. That's what the watchers were doing when they... Um, oh, can't think of the word. Transgressed against heaven. So you see, I mean, I'm just giving you a little bit here. This is nothing compared to what's really going on. God will not be mocked, folks. It says in Proverbs 30, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He won't be mocked. Not going to happen. In God, we have all the wisdom and understanding and truth and so forth that we could ever need. All we got to do is pray for it. And as he sees necessary or fit, he'll give it to you. Some things aren't meant to be known by anybody, and some things are, you know, a little bit for you, a little bit for me, this kind of thing, so forth and so on. Don't sell yourself short, and whatever you do, don't sell God short. And I'm going to end it with that. God bless everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, there's most likely not going to be a show on Friday because I won't be available. So God bless everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye.